The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to Season month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're going to talk about managing the ebbs and flows of your seasonal SEO calendar. Joining us again today is Jordan Cooney, who's the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. And today, Jordan and I are going to talk about how he thinks about managing Q2 seasonality. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, lead SEO strategist and the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. Looking forward to diving in here and uh, helping on the seasonal topic. Great to have you here talking about you know operations from an SEO perspective, not necessarily the strategy stuff that we normally talk about. Let's get into the details of what's happening in Q2, not necessarily a time that people are really thinking about a specific big seasonal event, lots of micro events. Talk to me about the seasonal calendar for SEOs in Q2. Yeah, so the calendar is a unique one and it kind of bucketed into two general trends when we look at Q2. You have this kind of grouping of more horizontal type events that take place through Q2, things like Mother's Day, Father's Day, We have some religious holidays as well, Passover, Easter, and the beginning of the quarter. And uh, these kind of span larger audiences and groups of people throughout the entire quarter. Obviously, there are specific events. Uh, And then you also have kind of more of the local or micro type moment events that take place in Q2. And these include things like you have a holiday like Memorial Day, like a national holiday, not necessarily a religious holiday, which has a lot of micro events in and of itself. And then as you get into June, you have a collective of 
um, smaller, oftentimes regional type events that take place. Things such as uh, Pride. You have a few other events that take place throughout the month of June that are also the start of kind of like summer event and festival type season. Yeah, the interesting thing to me about Q2 is in almost every other quarter, there's one unifying event, right? In Q4, it's the holidays. I know Christmas is a religious holiday, but everybody buys a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Q1, it's cold. Everybody's dealing with the winter, right? And, and Super Bowl is not necessarily universal, but a big deal. It's the biggest media event in the sporting world. Q3, you know, you get the summer, everybody's on their summer vacation. Q2, you really have to cobble together the SEO strategy to reach the entire group. You get the Jews with Passover, the Catholics with Easter. You know, you can have the LGBTQIA community with pride. You know, you can get moms and dads and students and kids, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, graduation. There's all these different micro events that pick off a different portion of the population, but there's no unifying single event for everyone. And there's really not. And the interesting thing is based on category, so different types of websites that are addressing different types of audiences, whether it be retail, like a Target or a Walmart or an eBay, they're going to obviously focus on probably graduation during that time period and the big gifting events, Mother's Day and Father's Day. And so like that's going to be the main focal point. But then if you move over to say you know, media and news, it really starts to kind of shift tremendously over to other things such as the religious holidays like Passover, Easter, as well as the start of baseball, sporting events, and the NHL and NBA playoffs that take place during that time of year. So different types of categories are going to really focus their energy and their resources on different events in Q2. So if Q2 is about segmentation, right, understanding who your customers are and picking out the specific events that you're going to optimize for, what's the strategy when you're doing, you know, target specific SEO? If you're going after the Jewish population or the basketball fans or or whoever it may be, how do you optimize for a specific segment of the population? Yeah, so you know, as opposed to the the big Q4 events where everybody's obviously focused on, say, the holidays or even other quarters like, say, Q1 when folks are really focused on, say, fitness and, and health in the beginning of the year in particular when people are trying to make their New Year commitments. You know, in Q2, the ability to be aligned universally across your marketing mix is really critical. And having clarity that your SEO efforts and your other traditional or mainstream or retail-based marketing efforts are going to be aligned with your SEO components. And doing so, as I'm sure you're hearing in all of our seasonal podcasts, doing this early and in advance, right? You can't just wait till the last minute. You can't wait two days until Father's Day and suddenly start your SEO efforts. I think this is one of those times when you need to buddy up with your business intelligence, your analytics team, your reporting, really understand what your key metrics are and understand who are your most valuable customers. So getting out of just you know SEO and more into broad marketing, this is a time of the year where understanding the people that are most likely going to be your customers uh, really matters, right? If you understand that you get a lot of parents, dads and grads, Mother's Day is going to be an important time. You know, if your brand skews religious or, you know, non-religious, 
right? You have to understand your community, understand your customers and build the content in advance that's going to make an impact to them. That's a really good point. And I think doing this before Q2 starts is not only a great exercise for Q2 itself, but also all the other holiday seasons and ensures your SEO investments, whether it be around content, technical optimization, when those technical optimizations get implemented, these aspects of your SEO planning become more more apparent, especially as you get into Q2 and many of the events and the micro moments are very isolated and very small in comparison to some of the major events that take place other quarters. So talk to me about that process. You know, when you're an SEO and you're serving as an operator, you know, how are you going to understand the overall picture of who your customers are? You know, what are the micro segments so you can do your keyword research and your content creation in advance? You know, what's the process of working and building those business relationships with the people that have the the broader marketing data? Yeah, so that that's always a tricky one, right? And it varies based on how the SEO in the organization is aligned. So what I mean by that is, and this is the most traditional scenarios. I'm not saying that they're the only ones, but it's the most traditional scenarios. That is, you either have an SEO who's in the product organization and is highly technical and technical focused, or you have one that's in the marketing organization that is aligned more strategically to these various departments and resources within a marketing organization, like say analytics, research teams, the content team. These SEOs who sit in the marketing organization by default and in theory should have a competitive advantage in acquiring and ensuring that their SEO plan is aligned with that marketing team and and organization. The ones that are in product, you have a little extra work to do. And you actually have to kind of get outside of your own comfort zone, step into the marketing arena and start having those conversations and debating those conversations over when, how to do things and align yourself with those marketing stakeholders so that your product efforts and in some cases also content efforts are supporting that marketing calendar and message. I'm not sure if we've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but Jordan and I worked together at a company called eBay back in the day. Did we ever mention that? I have no idea if we did. If we did, it must have been an early episode. I, th- I think we've, we've mentioned it once or twice, basically every episode that we're on together. And uh, when we were at eBay, there was a constant seasonal calendar driven by the brand team. And that's one of the things that you know we focused on was not necessarily just looking at the quantitative data and understanding, you know, hey, are more people on eBay Catholic, so we should prioritize Easter over Passover. But it was more, let's understand what the broader activities the marketing team is taking on and building those relationships. If the other marketing efforts are going to happen, we should be supporting it from an SEO perspective. So it is not necessarily just a data-driven exercise. Some of the times you're taking a cue from the brand team as they're trying to position the company to get a specific message across. Yeah. And one of the fascinating things I think we learned during that time, Ben, was that you don't always get it right. The SEO to marketing calendar and the ability to sync those two things up is very difficult. You don't control what happens in SEO. And you often are even in less control when your own marketing organizations or content organizations are are steering the ship. And so getting those things aligned takes practice, takes time. And I think that's one of the greatest things that anyone who's managing seasonal SEO efforts can take from this is you got to keep trying, you keep chipping away at it, but you, you may not get it right the first time. 
Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You don't always get it right. And worst comes to worst, you just end up doing a podcast like five years later. <laughs> Is that what we all go back to? There's now? always a fallback, everyone. Yeah. So Jordan, one of the things that I'm interested to hear, you know, in each quarter, there's a specific couple of industries that it ends up being a heavier time. Q4, obviously, e-commerce, mm-hmm. right? Um, media and publishing in Q3, as the kids are off to school, you're going to be playing more video games and watching more TV, hopefully out playing and doing something athletic as well. But, you know, that's the nature of the beast. In Q2, what are the industries that are heavying up and seeing more SEO traffic and just a seasonal peak? Uh, that's a great question, Ben. And there are some categories that have more prevalence during the Q2 period. Notably, we touched on one earlier, and I think we should definitely dive into this one a little bit more. But it is certainly particular sporting news. Um, you know, you see a tremendous amount of activity in Q2 with certain the start of it's a more of a combination of the fact that there's a lot of sports that are that are happening or taking place so that combination creates a lot of awareness for say you know news outlets like CBS Sports ESPN and the like and then you also have in Q2 a great deal of informational or content based types of sites that are creating a lot of awareness so these can be also verticalized, like say in the travel category, you might have TripAdvisor who sees a good amount of traffic during the Q2 season. Not necessarily in the same way that you do from a transactional standpoint earlier in the year, like you do in Q1 or in Q4, but actually more from the informative and learning perspective because people are taking their summer vacations and they're planning those summer vacations. So they're figuring out what kind of events they want to do, what kind of you know cities they want to visit, what day trips they want to take. And so you see a huge influx around the content that's being consumed during Q2, uh, more so than say the transactional nature that takes place in other quarters. It makes sense, right? You're coming up on the summer months, so people are doing their research for their big annual trip. That's when most people are taking their vacation, when the kids are off of school, and you're seeing the rise in sports media. You have the NBA playoffs, 
NHL playoffs, you have Major League Baseball. It's one of the few times of the year that you have three leagues. And generally with the the leagues, there's the, the beginning of the season, there's a lot of interest, and then at the end of the season. And so you're hitting a peak time for three of the four major sports leagues. Right. And I mean, there's also the fact that there's other seasonal activities that take place during Q2, but they're not annual-based, like things like the World Cup. It just so happens that this year we had they had the Women's World Cup that started in Q2, but um, that 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 doesn't take place every every year. Any comments on equal pay for women as it relates to SEO? <laughs> <laughs> hey, pay, pay, the, pay the ladies. Pay the, pay ladies. the ladies. Anybody pay that's ladies. a sports fan, SEO or not, pay, pay the ladies. Pay the ladies. Uh, agreed. I can't disagree with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from here? <laughs> so, so Jordan, uh, kidding aside... You know, this is a time of year when you're cobbling together all of your events, you're working with your brand team, you're trying to understand who your customers are. If you're in sports media, if you're in a travel planning site, it's a busy time of the year. For a lot of people, the middle of the year is actually the downtime. What do you do with your time off? Is this where, you know, the SEOs are taking their vacation or are you buckling down and and doing more technical and big ops type stuff? I actually think this is one of the busiest periods of time for SEOs, especially the ones that are incredibly technical, because this is the most opportune time of year to execute many of your critical releases that will improve core aspects of SEO, things like your site speed, the code or the code debt that you have acquired, improving things like the interlinking modules and the experiences that you have on your site. This quarter and the beginning of Q3 are some of the most fundamental technical SEO time periods. If you're not executing on that roadmap during this, these quarters, the likelihood of you being able to get those things done in Q4 is next to zero. Because nobody wants to test those big infrastructure-like changes in the busiest period of time. And I'm not just talking about retail. Just internet traffic at large increases significantly as we move into Q4. So just the number of page visits per second per day increase. And thus, the willingness for businesses to be volatile because they made a major change is much lower. In fact, tons of companies outside of even e-commerce just have quiet periods through good chunks of Q4 and early Q1, largely due to the fact that people are off on holiday. But that doesn't diminish the fact that if you're a technical SEO, you're not able to tap into those resources to get the things done that you want to on your technical roadmap. This is the time to get the hard work done. That's right. Right, Like this and and Q3, when you don't have the major holidays, people are generally away. This is the time to place your bets, to do the big optimizations, to tackle the hard projects because... At the end of the year, you're running into the big holidays. At the beginning of the year, depending on what your business is, you could be impacted by the Super Bowl, the winter, the the post-holiday rush as well. So this is really the time to buckle down. And more than anything, it's also the time to start getting ahead and doing your planning for the big things you need to do at the end of the year. That's absolutely right. And I think that it's one of the greatest learning experiences, especially when you're we're working in larger technology organizations, how to capitalize on this time period becomes a kind of a, a learning experience for, for everybody who's doing SEO. And I think that companies admire SEOs who are thinking along with the business's strategy and anticipating how the business is going to react to these types of requests during those, those busy times of year. 
Jordan, any last comments about managing seasonality in Q2 and, and this, you know, beginning of the middle part of the year? I think, you know, you know, the, the one thing is you're going to hear over and over again is, is make sure that you're starting early. You know, seasonality is a part of the planning process. And, and so take that to heart. And when it comes to Q2, you know, think more broadly when it comes to the events that take place as there's so many smaller moments that occur throughout the quarter. And if you can think in anticipation on how you want to capitalize on the ones that address your target audience, you'll find a lot of success in this quarter. And pay the ladies. And pay the ladies, yes, pay the ladies. Congratulations to the United States women and the World Cup winners. Absolutely. I was a big fan. I was watching all the way through. So that was really exciting. I'm super excited for the go back to back for the women's team. That's, that's just unreal. And it's unprecedented, I think, uh, the achievement they've reached. Pay the ladies. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.